Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And it's time to spill the tea on week eight. Joining me, as always, is uh, the manager of our group weight loss program, Kim. Hello. Hi. Um, Are you there? I am here now. I'm so sorry. (laughs) As soon as the camera came on, it went whoops. We are um, we are having some technical issues. Listen, it's progress over perfection. We're just going to go with it. If it gets really bad, we will just shut her down and reschedule it. But I am here for it. Later in the show, we are going to bring on one of our Livy losers, uh, Liz Machado, down 75 freaking pounds. My goodness. Uh, I'm excited to talk to her. Um, but first, uh, let's get into where we're at. We are week eight of the program, our last week of feeding the metabolism. We did it last week. We're taking what we've learned into this week, eating dissatisfaction. I'm still doing all the things, uh, portion wise, just enough. So you're walking away feeling satisfied and not stuffed. And then of course, midweek, we are going to be splitting up those meals and snacks. Um, do are people mad at us over this tweak or did they like it? Did they enjoy it? Where are they this week? Yeah, they're not mad at us anymore. I feel like they were last week. But no, I feel like a lot of people recognize that it was actually easier to fit some in. And it's the whole, I mean, one of our topics today, progress over perfection. But it's like sometimes just doing what you can is enough. And people were feeling the difference. We had a lot of people asking about, you know, like, I'm so hungry with this tweak and they're noticing changes in their hunger level. So I think now that they've experienced it, they recognize that it feels different and there is a rhyme and a reason to it. Oh, I love that. And they, they usually come around and it ends up being one of people's favorite weeks and tweak. In fact, Liz, who's coming on later, feeding metabolism is one of her favorite weeks. So we'll be sure to talk to her about that. Okay. What are, what are people saying about it? What are the, what are, what do they want to know? What's, what's the chitter chatter in the group? Uh, chitter chatter. Um, mostly this week, there's a lot of talk about hunger. And I think it is based on that, you know, the fluctuations they're noticing since they started feeding the metabolism. Yeah. Um, you know, the plateaus people, there were some people concerned, um, with their weight, not moving after downsizing. And now the plateau recognizing that. And so how feeding the metabolism might, might've, you know, it's not related to it, but people automatically kind of think it, it has something to do with, Oh, I'm eating more now because I'm eating 12 times a day. Is that why my weight's not moving? And then progress over perfection, just, you know, doing what we can, when we can do it. And when we're at capacity, just even the small changes that we can make and what a difference that can make in the end game or just how we feel about ourselves while we're doing this. Yeah. I mean, this is where we can fit in the conversation we just had with Dr. Beverly. We, we, we talked to her about following through and what it takes and what are the, some of the things that our members are going to need to work through in order to really, truly be here at the end. Okay. So let's dive into hunger. Um, you know what I love? I, I love that people notice the difference because it doesn't seem like such a big tweak or that much of a difference, but it's this, your body picks up on the slightest change. It gets really used to what you're doing and, 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 and in a sense gets to this, it gets happy 
about it because look what you're doing. You're giving it all this nutrient-rich food. You're feeding it often. You're paying attention to it. You are managing your stress and trying to get better sleep and moving your body. And your body's like, this is great. So it doesn't, it lets us say, I'm not going to say it doesn't like when you make change, but it definitely notices when you make change. So I find with feeding the metabolism, you're either going to be extra hungry because you're making the body work extra hard, or you're just going to be like, ah, I don't want to eat. I don't want to see food. I don't want to eat another thing. I'm so tired of eating, which I think either way, it's win-win. Agreed. Yes. And that's exactly it. I think some people thought that eating so many times a day would have them feeling so full and were just shocked, for lack of a better word, that they were so much hungrier in the evenings than you know they were maybe prior to the tweak. But that is the big thing is either way, it, you've gotten your body's attention and there's you're not eating more food when you're eating more times a day. The whole point is you're taking that portion, you're splitting it in half, you're still being very much in tune. You're not actually eating more, even though it may appear that way because you're eating so many times a day. Yeah, such a good point. You're not, you're eating more often, but it will probably translate into you actually eating less food. What about the splitting of, splitting up, not just splitting the meals and snacks, but taking it a step further and separating that, the proteins from the carbs? Because I think that's really interesting and it's going to feed into the changes that we're going to make next week. How you, just protein and fat hits differently. It feeds into your satiety hormones. And what I love most about this week's tweak is that you literally take the same portions that you were eating to satisfaction. And then when you split them in two, you know, you realize that you're, you're quite satisfied, especially when you're separating your protein from your carbs and having that portion first on that first portion. And we'll probably find yourself just needing a token amount. That doesn't mean that you won't be feel hungrier. A lot of times too, the hungrier you feel, the more satisfied you are on less as well. That happens a lot too at this point. Yes. Well, I think another thing people are noticing is that the, when they've separated the two of them and they're finishing that first portion they're that's when they're really recognizing like, Oh, my portions are still too big because now that I've just, it's lunchtime, I still haven't had any vegetables, which is supposed to be the star of the show. And I'm full off of my protein portion. And so recognizing that there's still room and I can, I think it's freaking people out a little bit though. People that are, you know, you have this idea in your head of what the right amount of food is. And it's not just in your head. It comes from everywhere. Like packages have serving sizes on them. Restaurants give you these servings that can be like a ridiculous portions. And you feel like that's how much you should be eating. And when your body is telling you, no, that's not how much I should be eating. It can be a little bit unsettling, I think for people. That, and that is really huge. What you just said, because people can eat a lot of food. It doesn't mean it has a lot of nutrient value in the food that you are eating. Um, you also were, were feeding the size body you were. You know, we need to get in tune with the size body you are and the size body you want to be. Um, people just eat way too much food and it more becomes what they're used to eating, not actually what they, their bodies actually needs. And to your point, like if you go to, into a restaurant, right, like your, your serving really should be based on need you know, like how, how high your metabolism is, how active you've been that day, your height, your weight. But think about it. Like you go into a restaurant and someone who's four foot tall, 98 pounds gets served the same size portion as the person who, person who is six, three and 300 pounds. You're served the same portion and you're both expected to kind of eat that portion. Right. So it doesn't really take into account your, your, 
what you actually need. The fact that your body's needs change every day. This is why I can't stand ca- counting, weighing and measuring. It doesn't make any freaking sense. Um, you know, at the end of the day. And, and I know at this point too, people get freaked out, like you said, about their portions getting too small. And, but that's just like, they're smaller than what you're used to. That that's really what comes down to. I mean, think about all the food people are consuming. What do you think back in the day? We just like sat around and ate all day. No, <laughs> we definitely didn't need to eat all day, but yeah. And then you, then you, then you factor in serving sizes, you know, serving sizes were put in there to try to control overconsumption and to get a sense of how many people could eat from this product. It, it has nothing to do with how much you actually need or what you would get satisfied on. So um, I get it. Um, it's really disrupting what you know and what you've come to recognize as normal. Um, even people who are returning members and they're like, my portion sizes are already small. I'm concerned there won't be wiggle room to make them smaller. You have to understand too, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this. It's about getting in tune with your portion sizes um, and you know, most people are probably still overeating as we're kind of chipping away at the amount that you actually need. The portion sizes in the last, you know, since we started this program and moving forward are all about what they feel like, not what they look like. That's really, really important. So if you find that they're, they've gotten small, moving forward isn't about keeping them smaller, make, making them smaller. It's about being in tune. And you might notice towards the end of the program, you actually, your portion sizes actually get larger because your metabolism is higher and maybe your energy output is more. So, I mean, that's a lot to take in. I know. <laughs> I think the bottom line is that you can trust your body. And if it's telling you it's satisfied, you don't have to eat more just because you feel like it wasn't an, enough in your head. If you feel like it was enough in your body, you're good. Drop the mic. Really, drop the mic. Drop the mic. Um, yes, what the portions feel like, not about what they look like. Um, token amounts. People are having issues, I see, with, with uh, token amounts. That's important to still have those token amounts, even if you aren't hungry for them. Um, we're going we're gonna to be laying off that in the weeks to come. We're going to be switching things up. But for the rest of this week, you still want to make sure you're having those token amounts, even if you're not hungry, because then what you're doing is you're still making the body work extra hard by stimulating your digestive system. Well, and some people do find that once they start eating those token amounts, they all of a sudden do want more and are hungry. So that's something to keep in mind too. You got, it helps you kind of really fine or tune that feeling of, did I need more? Am I still hungry? And yeah. where are you that way? Okay. Anything else? I mean, in terms of hunger? No, just, you know, you got to keep in mind, there's other things that are going to affect your hunger too, that have nothing to do with how much your portion is. Like if you're going into detox, you can find you're hungrier at night. If you were super active, you know, a lot of people getting outside, gardening, doing things like that. Maybe, you know, we got our, our staff fitness challenge we got going on right now. Some of our staff might feel like they need to eat a little more because of all the movement they're doing. Like there's things that can contribute to your hunger fluctuating that have nothing to do with feeding the metabolism. So you still yeah, need to I- I just got in from swimming. So I took the dog for a walk today. I did 10 minutes of weights and then I um, went swimming on my lunch hour. I'm going to crush this challenge. You are. Crushing I already it. warned my team that you guys like tripled our numbers yesterday and we all need to step up our game. So <laughs> my team might be feeling a little bit of pressure with me on the team. I, I, I don't know. Um, if you haven't heard, um, we're doing this kind of um, company-wide challenge. It's an activity challenge. Um, we like to do social activities because we all work from home and we're remote. So we like to do things that we can get involved and give back to charity. So 
we've broken up the whole big team into smaller teams. Um, and we are all tracking our minutes of activity. And then the winning team, we are Tony and I, we lost by Gina, are going to match their minutes dollar. And I mean, yesterday our team already wrapped up like 900 bucks. So yeah, Guilty. ours, di- ours didn't. <laughs> You still, you still have time. I haven't done anything competitive in a long time. Like I, you know, I played sports and you know what I mean? But I haven't done anything competitive. I was thinking about it. I'm like so super jazzed and stoked about this. I don't know what it is, but it's super fun. And it's nice to see, like for me, for example, I had a long day yesterday. It was a Monday. I was tired and it was pouring with rain here and I would not have done anything yesterday if it wasn't for this challenge. And I ended up putting in 70 minutes of activity. So it, it was a win on my part just because of that. (laughs) I was going to, when I first started these groups, um, I would hear people saying, I signed up for your challenge. I want to do your challenge. Tell me more about your challenge. And I was like, what fucking challenge is everybody talking about? It's not a challenge. It's a weight loss program. Um, you know, I talk about how you frame it like a journey or an adventure or a challenge. Some people are really motivated by being, you know, being challenged. So you could look at this process of like challenging yourself, you know, doing what you got to do to make it to the end, you know, um, yes, being on yes. that winning team. Okay. I digress. What, what else? Where, where, well, what's our second topic? Plateaus are something oh. that's on everyone's mind. Um, and actually I was surprising because when I was talking, thinking about, I'm like, oh, we talked about this before and we actually haven't with the spill the teas, this group are, you know, it's just such a topic of conversation in general amongst the team that I felt like we had, but it's, uh, oh, we lost me for a second there. It's, with the members, I think everyone that's experiencing them, it needs to realize that they are for a reason. They are important. Yeah. What are yeah. bodies doing while they're on them? And that you're not failing if your scale is not moving. You want plateaus and you need plateaus. And you are far from failing if you're on a plateau. Your body needs time to adjust to the changes that it's making. You are, listen, some of you straight up and starving and depriving yourself for like 20 years, you know, or eating low fat, no fat, you know, no nutrient value foods, um, you know, and trying to get by on air. And now your body one is getting all this nutrient rich food. So it's so freaking exciting. It's, it's, you know, full of vitamins and minerals and building blocks and antioxidants and all of that stuff that your body needs to not only function on the most optimal levels, but to actually make real change. So your body's taking the resources it needs and making change. And then when it comes to releasing fat, you just can't take pounds of anything out of your body, let alone fat, which your body factors in to its functioning day to day and not have your body need to adjust to that. That was a big one, um, especially when it came to, we've had a couple um, members in the program share their, their heart issues while following the program after losing a significant amount of weight. We have two members I can, I, I can recall, uh, both lost over 80 pounds and both shared stories of having heart issues ending up in emerge thinking they're having a heart attack. And it turns out after speaking with the doctors and doing a bunch of tests, not only is there nothing wrong with them, the issue at the end of the day that they were still taking blood pressure medication that was messing with them because they no longer needed it because the size of their heart needed to shrink down to now 
fit the needs of their new size bodies. Like, I mean, that's the extremes, right? I'm just talking about when you release a lot of weight and you, what yeah. fat and you lose a lot of weight, the adjustments and, and something people don't think about the size of your heart and the amount of blood it's pumping out needs to adjust to the amount of weight that you've lost your body temperature. This is why so many people are so cold uh, when they start to lose weight because your body uses fat to help regulate body temperature, your hormones. And we think about our hormones being balanced in a straight line. They're not balanced in a straight line. They're constantly in flux. And so they're adjusting to your body's needs. And so when you release a lot of fat and lose a lot of weight, even the smallest amount, it can affect your hormones. Um, your, the, your, your blood flow, your sodium levels. When we had, uh, Dr. Pfeiffer come on, talk about water and how our body knows when we've had enough or to, you know, or not enough. And based on your, you know, your, your, your chemical reactions in your body, which your body has adjusted to. So there's so much that goes into and your body needs to do once you've lost any amount of weight. And so this is why you want plateaus and you need plateaus. And this is why when you lose weight quickly, your body will gain it all back plus more every single time, because it's like, holy shit. First of all, usually the way you go about losing it is starving yourself and depriving yourself for your body thinks, oh my gosh, we've just been starved. And now that I have food, I'm going to take it all and store it as fat to make sure next time we starve, we're starving, we have more than enough. So, but you can break that. And that's, you know, you don't have to lose weight by starving and depriving yourself. And that's the difference between the, the Libby math another eat less exercise more diet so you want plateaus you need plateaus and you know the sooner you can wrap your head around that or the we talked with um, dr beverly that understanding of the need for plateaus and they are a good thing but listen some of some people have been doing weight watchers since they were 12 or like liz who's coming on since she was 14 and you're taught that you know when you get weighed in each week that if you weigh in and your weight is up they they that you've actually gained weight in fact you get that lifetime membership and if you your weight goes up four pounds from when you last measured you get your you get your pin taken away you know your lifetime membership pin taken away when i can easily have my scale up four pounds just by weighing in at the end of the day or you know after after the weekend on a monday or just on a hot day or just you know on any day my weight can easily be up four pounds which is not real weight gain so yeah i I think members need to um just not take that number on the scale and have that be the measure that the measuring stick they use for their success or how they're doing with it. And that's a big thing because there's so many things going on behind the scene with our body that the scale is just a small part of it, just a tool for, you know, for us to be able. So there I'm going to wait for it to come back. We actually have a couple um, comments from members uh, I always viewed plateaus as a failure. I just went ahead and I'm reading some Perfect, number comments. <laughs> we're having some technical issues. We know that, but we're just going to go with it anyway. I always viewed plateaus as a failure on my part, partly because I had weight loss professionals made me feel that way. Changing my perspective on this was a major non-scale victory. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm just straight up honest. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass or promise you the world or any of those things. Just real, real conversations. You, but you're, you're feeling Feelings, your your feelings that you have about the plateau are valid and real, though. So I don't want anyone dismissing their feels because they should know better and plateaus are good. You know what I mean? So there is still something you to be learned about the feelings that you're having while you're on a plateau as well. And that's where you can use that tech, 
technique of capture, cancel, correct, right? Like, um, you know, like capture, yes, you're feeling ways with the scale not moving. Cancel it. It doesn't mean that I'm doing anything wrong. I'm showing up and doing all the things. And correct it is, you know, I'm just going to keep focused on what I need to do. And that scale is going to move again, you know. Um, uh, This other one here, this plateau talk hits home. And it's been like that most of my journey this round, number two, second program for sure. But I have absolutely been noticing all the body changes. And round one, I was down 25 pounds. So it obviously needed time to settle in. Yeah. Well, let's, why don't we throw in once more, one more, um, since Kim is frozen again. (laughs) WW always made me feel like a plateau was because I was overeating. If my weight was up, I wouldn't go to a meeting. I wish I'd known about this program years ago. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Right. Definitely. But you're here now. I'm here now. It's sad how people have been meant or made to feel and that's why they think that they failed on diets because they've been told like, obviously if your weight isn't down, there's something you're doing wrong. No other program is ever given, like taken any responsibility for it. And it's not even about who's responsible for it. It's that it's expected. This is what happens. This is what the body does. And um, I think that's one thing like for me that I feel is that it's, that's the thing that's made me most comfortable being here is that this program has taught me that it's not going to be a straight line down and I can't expect that. And I it's, and it's not because I'm doing something wrong. It's because that's just how weight loss works. Yeah. And we have been taught that you do a program and you lose the weight and you, you say, Oh, I did this program. It worked for me. And then you gain that weight back plus more, which you were always going to do. And then you blame yourself and the diet industry likes to take ownership on that. And especially these, these new young kids, bless them coming up, doubling down on calories in versus calories out. Well, it's because you're not counting properly. You're not weighing properly. I'm not, you're not this, you're not that. No, fuck that shit. It's because your diet fucking sucks and calories in versus calories out is not how you lose sustainable weight loss. All right. On that note, what's our third topic. I can't remember. Our third topic is progress over perfection, which I Ah. think is just, I mean, the talk, the talk with Dr. Beverly yesterday was if you haven't listened to it, everyone make sure you do. I've listened to it three times. I was trying to make notes for today from it. And there's so much, I was like, we can't make spill the tea that long for me to talk about everything. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying to make them shorter, not longer. What you get? Like, have at her on this one. What, what do you learn? What do you well, want to talk I just, about? You know, I think the big thing that hit home is you can still love yourself and want to lose weight. And if you take that love that you have for yourself and you use it to make better choices, to treat yourself better every single day, where you're going to be in a year is going to be amazing. Where you're going to be in three months is amazing. It doesn't matter how long ahead you go. In a week, you can feel yeah. so amazing if you just take that love for yourself. Take that, you know, stop being hard on yourself. And I know it's easier said than done, but it's work, you know, it's, it's work. There's going to be work no matter what. But, um, you know, you look at uh, Tanya with her video. I don't know if everybody saw it on Instagram where she showed a year ago versus today and where she is. And, you know, that really hit home for me because I look at the day-to-day often, you know, you get focused and I think about our members and they get focused on 
what do I need to do to lose this much weight by the end of the program? And what they're not looking at is what do I need to do today to get through the day to get me closer to my goals and taking that each day and each step and every day that you make choices that support you getting to your goals is a successful day. It doesn't matter if the scale's down or the scale's up. It doesn't mean if you maybe chose to indulge in something, it if you did a lot of other things, you did something. And, you know, I think about that with things like the weekend. Father's Day was on the weekend and, you know, people had family barbecues, summer's coming. In the past, I might have gone an entire weekend with, oh, we're having drinks on Saturday night. I get up Sunday morning. I'm feeling a little bit off. I'm going to drink coffee and eat something crappy because I'm not feeling great. And since starting this program, for me, I'm so much more aware And that awareness means like, oh, I need more water because I did drink a couple extra glasses of wine last night. So I need more water. I need more nutrient-rich food because you start to recognize how those good choices make you feel. And that's part of the progress is that you don't know that on day one that you're going to feel so good when you start making these choices. But every day that you give yourself where you make smarter choices than you were the day before, the closer you get to it. And then the momentum starts to build. And then all of a sudden a year later, you know, you're a completely different person. I I think that also addresses that, um, that all or nothing attitude, right? Well, if I'm not going to be perfect this weekend, I might as well just blow the whole thing off. And then that's not really helping you to move forward. And that's to your point that the choices that you can make that are going to get you one step closer to your goals will get you legit one step closer to your goals. You know, I just, as you were talking, I don't know if progress over perfection is even this conversation is so much bigger than that right? It's, it's recognizing, I think, like you said, when people sign up, they don't kind of get, they don't get that, you know, but also I don't think they realized how much work this is going to be mentally and that it's really about working through issues and associations and habits and beliefs and getting out of your own way and learning to self-love and to be in tune. Man, there's so, fuck, it's amazing. Anyone's losing weight on this program. (laughs) I was just, uh, you know, uh, is Kim frozen? I think Kim might be frozen. Um, you know, so when it comes to progress over perfection, yeah, it's, it's, it's also about not needing to be perfect, but recognize all the working parts that go into losing weight in a healthy, sustainable way. I think that's the conversation where we're at this week. It's so much bigger than what you're eating and when. Yes, I agree. And, you know, and being here at the end and following through is more important than being perfect or how strong you start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big takeaway with Dr. Beverly. What it's going to mean to your soul, especially it's your pattern. Like if you usually start a diet and you quit, you start a diet and you quit, you start a diet and quit. Or, you know, six weeks in, we have a lot of people saying, wow, I've never followed a diet this long before. It's going to mean so much to you to follow through and be there at the end and finish than it is to have done it perfectly. And then sure, maybe you'll have to do another group or you'll continue to work on your weight loss journey on your own, but you'll know what you need to do. You know that you can start and you know that you can finish, which means you started this weight loss journey, you can finish it and move on from it. And that's what it's going to say. Again, because this program is no joke. We don't fuck around. You know, it's it's a lot of work that you need to put into losing your weight again in a healthy, sustainable way, you know. But here's the thing that's really cool is that the things you are doing now in order to lose weight are the same skills and tools that you need to really follow through and accomplish anything in your life at the end of the day. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is Kim there? Hello. Hello. <laughs> well, I don't know if she's coming back, but if she's not coming back, um, why don't we bring on uh, Liz Machado? Uh, she's our next guest. Is that is Kim there? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, why don't why don't we bring Liz on? So Liz um, down seventy five pounds. She is on her fourth program. She's got a really interesting story. She actually lost more weight the second group than she did in the first group, and of course she was a rock star in between groups. And this this week, the feeding metabolism week happens to be one of her favorite weeks and tweaks. So let's bring her on. Hopefully, we'll have a better connection with Liz. <laughs> I love this. This is your life, your journey, your your work. I love that. Hi. Hi. Nice Welcome. to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you too. Four programs in, 75 pounds down. Um, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Quite a so, journey. Uh, quite a journey. So where do we start? Where do we start with this? Where 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 do we start? Um, your maybe your history of dieting, maybe how you found out about the living method. Where where do you want to start? So I'll start with dieting history. I wrote it in my bio. I literally did it all before finding you. Um, I found you through my cousin's wife who was on the program. And at the time I was resistant. I was very, I was at a point in my life. I had just had my son. I was at the heaviest weight I've ever been. And in my brain, I believed that my dieting history was okay. Right. I thought, oh, I'll just do Weight Watchers again for the ninth time. Yeah, and, legit. Um, legit, order. right? Signed up at Weight Watchers when you're 14, done it nine, 10 times, like legit the ninth time, yeah. Literally. And so the conversation went like that, literally. I said, no, no, I'm going to do Weight Watchers. And she was like, really? think you should give it a chance. Listen to me, like, you know, read about it, look into it. And after I had my son, it was it was such a dark time, like after, you know, what I was going through and all the postpartum. And I just I thought, you know what, I just need something I know. So I knew Weight Watchers and I knew what I had to do and I knew what I couldn't do. And I and I just wasn't willing to dabble into something new. And then what happened was I just started seeing the pattern of what I was doing. I was starving myself. I was trying to nurse a baby. Here I was trying to nurse my baby. 
but I wasn't eating. You know what I mean? I was feeding, I was starving all day. And I just, the concept just seemed so off. And so basically had another conversation with her and I signed up in April. In April of 2022 is when I first uh, joined. Yeah. So um, your kids, if you don't mind me saying age five and the the littlest one is now one. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, So you signed up. Um, and how, what, 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 how did you, like, you obviously, you would have noticed it was different from Weight Watchers. What did you think? No counting, no weighing, measuring, no points. Did that mess you up? Totally different. Here I was eating all day, all day long (laughs) versus the starving myself all day long. So I, that was the number one thing I noticed. Then I noticed that I was eating healthier things. You know, I would, with Weight Watchers, I would, I would convince myself that I could save my points to eat yeah. something that I wanted because I thought in my head that I wanted the Wendy's or I wanted the McDonald's or the Jonah's. Um, with the program, I with your program, I was just, I was eating different types of foods. I, here I was, you know, eating vegetables, Some something that people yeah. who know me would be like, vegetables, Liz, really? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's just different. And and ultimately I, I finished the first round, um, which was a huge accomplishment for me because I was... Yeah that person you talked about earlier, which was the start and finish, start and give up, start and give up. That was me. So really focusing on getting to the end was something that I was super proud of. And And can you talk about that? Because members are like on their way there. And I wish we could bottle up the feeling at the end, you know, like I agree. I wish it was something I could explain. Uh, The only thing I, the way that I've explained it to people when people ask me is, 91 days, it's not a lot of time, right? If you think about the times you've done other diets, you may have quit, you may have not quit, you may have, you know, whatever. doesn't matter. We signed up for Weight Watchers with no end game, with no date, right? We signed up with Weight Watchers and said to ourselves, I'll do Weight Watchers until I lose 50 pounds. But that could have taken you 365 days. So I told myself 91 days, I just need to get there. And I did it with a newborn, right? I did it with, with having a newborn. I did it with the craziness of having a toddler. And I thought to myself, if I can just get there, I know how proud I'm going to be of getting yeah. there. And then when I did, it was like, oh, I, I, I can do it again. I can do it again. And I knew I needed to do it again because I had more weight to lose, right? And I was aware of that, but I didn't, I didn't. And I hope people understand, like, you don't have to focus on that so much. If you have 90 pounds to lose, it's not 90 pounds in 91 days. It's take it in the, in the increments that you get it. If you get it in 10 pounds per group, you get it per 10 pounds per group. It's okay, right? You'll get there is the point. So let's talk about the fact that you did this with a new baby and a toddler. Um, and your favorite, one of your favorite weeks is feeding the metabolism, which is such an inconvenient week and tweet. <laughs> Right. It was. And and that that was the truth at the, the beginning. I remember the first week I was like, God, this is annoying. These alarms, like it's like my phone was going off and it was just constant. Right. Not to mention I had other things going on. Right. With the baby. But the first three, I remember that first round we did a feed the metabolism. I was like, this is annoying. But then it really pointed out to me that my portion sizes were large and it brought that to my attention. And I remember thinking, I almost never want the second half of my portion, right? Yeah. Why is that? Because I'm, I'm satisfied, right? I yes. was satisfied with the size that I had portioned out 
half of. So then it always made, it made me realize that. And that's why it's one of my favorite weeks. Yeah, I love that because the the psychology behind the downsizing, it's so much like dieting, that that fear of being hungry, of not getting enough, of eating less, being starved, deprived, all of that. So with having to eat more often, it doesn't mess with your head in the same way. And I think really allows you to kind of really get in tune to those portions. Right. right? And when you see it there and you, you, you know, you have the token amounts, you have, the, but that hunger that you think you're going to have when you're, when you're depriving yourself of having the other half of your meal, it's not there. You you're don't, you're not depriving yourself of having the other half because you yeah. really don't want it. Yeah. Let's talk about, um, so your first program that you did, uh, crushed it, obviously 25.6 pounds down. And that was the spring. So that was, uh, that was a year ago, right? So that was yeah. the spring 2022, very similar situation for a lot of our new members in this group. Um, I know people are going to be nervous because we have that gap in the summertime. Um, you know, they're going to feel the crunch of the program coming to the end. They're going to be like, what am I going to do for the seven weeks in between? So let's talk about that because, um, in that gap, you know, most people are so concerned about gaining weight back, which they're not going to do. You actually were able to drop three pounds. I'm going to assume still enjoyed your summer. Can you talk about that a bit. Very much so. I, I enjoyed my summer. And I recently, some important, my cousin's wife pointed that out to me. She goes, and you, we, we enjoyed the summer. I was like, yeah, we did. And yeah. I personalize the plan. And so what I would, what I will say is that I, I kept that momentum going throughout the summer in the sense that I had already stopped the habits of the late night eating, which was something that was really hard for me. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm in the, it's the summer. We're on this break. It doesn't mean that I just let in all those habits that I just stopped doing, you know, come back. And so that's what I did. I just, I, I, I kept going in the sense that I decided personalizing the plan was working for me. Um, it fit my lifestyle at the time with the two kids and I was on mat leave and it just fit my, my lifestyle. And I just kept going. And then I started the, the, the fall program, right. With with that in mind, I just, I just didn't let in the bad habits again, which was eating late, not eating all day, you know, yeah. I was I was the That's queen the of one. not having breakfast. I never yeah. had breakfast. And yeah. the, having breakfast was so key, I think, in my first program, um, getting into that habit that I just continued that habit throughout the summer, right? Until yeah. the new until the fall program. I love that. Um, I should just mention and sort of clarify. So personalizing the plan is a technique. So at the end of the program, we're going to go over next steps for people. And of course, yeah, you can repeat and sign up for another program. Um, but we're actually going to teach you a technique that you can use in between groups. And also just if you just want to do it on your own, like we're, we're legit not about people continuing to sign up again. Obviously, you are a great example and representation of uh, continuing to do the program and repeating it is super effective. Uh, but I just want to just provide a bit of clarity. So we're going to break it down. Were you nervous going into the summer? Were you, were you nervous? I you was. Because I started to look at that, what you say, like your social calendar. And I had a lot of events coming up and, you know, it was, you know, we were starting to get together with people again. And I was really yeah. looking forward to that after COVID and, I was worried. I was really worried, but I, you know, I managed to keep it together where I could. I indulged when I wanted to. Right. And I just, uh, I just kept going. Love it. Um, second program, 29.5 pounds. Like that was you, my biggest drop the second. Program. Yeah. 
And what did, did, did you encounter any of the issues? You know, we have that fresh eyes post, you know, sometimes in knowing what you need to do and getting out of your own way and all of that. What was your experience like second time around? The second time around, I, I did. I needed to read the posts again. And I'll mm. say this. That's when I started listening to every single live. And I just started taking all the information and really like, you know, letting it resonate with me. And um, not that I didn't in the first program. I just, I didn't into that, like in the depth that I did in the second program. Yeah. And um, again, rereading the post. Re- the first time I read a Science Saturday was definitely in my second group. Then I went back and read the ones in my first group <laughs> thinking, you know what I mean? I missed those, but I, I thought, yeah, I thought that that was really important. Um, yeah. In my second uh, program, I committed to moving my body and I told myself, okay, I'm going to, I need to find, you know, the, when I would pull out the maximizing checklist, that's where I always scored really, really low. Yeah. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, if I want to maximize in this program, I, that's where I need, that's the area that I need to really focus on. Uh, because, you know, sleep, I wasn't getting sleep, right? Because of my, my, my baby, right? And that was the reality that I was living and I needed to find other areas, right, to maximize. So that, well, the, the, the working out was the one I needed to really address. Well, let's talk about that. How, how did that sort of factor in? Because you have a new baby, you're already so, focusing so much on eating healthy. Who has the time? I literally would say to myself, okay, so he would wake up at 4 a.m. This is this is how this is the ritual of the schedule I had. He'd wake up at 4 a.m. for a feed. And I would say to myself, I never got back to sleep properly after that feed. It, it didn't matter. It just yeah. never happened. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, that's the time. That's the time I'm gonna go downstairs. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna take the time. I had joined this this challenge, this 10-week challenge to move my body every day for 40 minutes. Um, and I said, that's when I did it. So I'd go down to the basement when everyone else was sleeping and I would go and, and do my, my 40 minutes and I'd oh my move God. my body. And, uh, I'm assuming you noticed your body changed quite a bit. Definitely. That's where I noticed a lot between my second program and my third program. I'll say that's when I noticed, um, my body was really starting to, to show I was, you know, my clothes, it was in my clothing. It was in the feeling I had when I would sit in a chair, you know, a chair that before was like snug. Um, yeah. It wasn't so snug. And, yeah. you know, like I would just, I was just comfortable, like getting in and out of the car. I would, things that some people, you know, are not thinking about, but when you really start to feel comfortable, those are the things that you notice. Yeah, that ease of movement. So let's talk about Christmas break. So you did the spring group to recap, 25 pounds down, three pounds in the summer, kept that momentum going, flew into the fall program, almost 30 pounds. And now the spring break comes. So oh, spring, sorry, Christmas break. Christmas break comes. So yeah. Christmas break. And you did all the breaks. I did all the breaks. So Christmas <laughs> break. I joined your Bridging the, gra- the Gap group. I really, I ah. did that and I enjoyed that. Um, okay. For Christmas, I, I, I will say I still kept, kept personalizing. I had done the personalizing again. Uh, but yeah, Christmas happens. All the events happened. All the functions happened. I went to everything. I didn't miss anything. And, um, but yes, definitely. I, I went into the winter group and I rode a long plateau. Like I was in a plateau for about six weeks, I think, before I saw any movement on that scale. After okay, so you're no stranger to that six weeks because the first program you did, 
Your right. very first program, you didn't lose any weight till six no. weeks. What, what, what kept you going? You know, it, again, it was that, it was that concept. I kept saying to myself and I kept listening to the things and saying, I'm, I'm going to get to the 91 days. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there and see what happens, right? Like maybe, you know, maybe nothing happens, but maybe something happens. And that's what I kept thinking. And, and, you know, I, a lot of it had to do with the way I was starting to feel, right? So even though I didn't move, the scale didn't move for those first six weeks when I started the program, I just felt better. My mood was better. I was, I just had a better feeling. And I, I don't know if I, I can't really capture how I felt, but, um, I didn't feel the way I was feeling before I signed up. Right. So it was something that was holding me there. And then the weight started dropping, uh, in week six. Um, and then, yeah, definitely. That's what, that's what kept me till there at least. And then that six week plateau in the winter, that was rough. I won't even sugarcoat that. I I was like, every day I'd get on that scale. I'd be like, Oh my God, (laughs) send my messages to my cousins. What is going on? I'm so angry. But you know, it was, it was tough. Right. But then it started moving. However, I, I dropped three sizes um, yeah. in, that, in that winter group. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Isn't that amazing? That's, that, that's your body adjusting to the weight and the changes that it's made. And it's such an important part of the sustainable part of, of anyone's weight loss journey. A couple of things that I love about this is that if you had bailed on the first six weeks, then what, you know, and now you're at a point where you just kept going 75 pounds down in that, in the healthiest of ways, you know, and then plus then, yeah, that other six, you could have easily gone into, I'm just going to do it. I've already lost a big chunk. Let me quick fix this in the end. You know, I would imagine that would be so tempting to fall back into that, but you didn't. And to give your body time to solidify weight that like, that's magic, man. That's, like hats off to you. I, I have so much mad respect for that because I, I know it's not easy to keep doing something and perceive that there's no payoff scale wise. So I think this is why, you know, focusing in on all the other changes that you're making. Did you use the app? Did you use oh, the app? Yeah. The yeah. app is like a hundred percent. And if that's something I can say to people is even if you put in your, your fluids, like the, you know, your, your water intake for a week, just commit to doing it for a week. It brings, it makes you really realize what you're drinking, how much you are. But I use the app religiously, like from the beginning, I was on it every day, putting in my tracking, looking at those charts, I'd stare at them, but (laughs) definitely love it. So winter, you were 12.4 pounds, but I do have to say, so you didn't lose anything till week six of that program. Right. So I lost it towards the end of the program. I I remember it was, it was definitely week six and and then it started like little, little increments. And then I remember thinking, yeah, I think my body likes the back end of the program for whatever reason, like, cause then I lost the 12 pounds, just over 12 pounds on that group. And I'm in the same, I'm in kind of the same situation, this group, right? Like I've, if you look at the number I've lost this group, just three pounds. Like, and I think to myself, you know, I think, but I can see, right. Like so many things that are changing about me. And it's funny. I I had people that didn't recognize me recently. And I was like, wait a minute. Like I see myself every day, right. That's the reality. And you know, our, 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 our immediate circle will see you every day or they'll see you often. But the people who don't see you are the ones that sometimes will be like, have the, the, the compliments or the comments that really take you away. They're like, I didn't recognize you. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. I, I love your journey. If you go back. So this goes that, so you can stop losing weight today and then three months will go by happens with my clients and people will all of a sudden talk about how much more weight you've lost. And that really is just your body taking time to solidify your weight. So, you know, you did that spring program, you lost that big chunk. You had that gap in the summer that really allowed your body to adjust to that weight that was lost, you know, that, that seven weeks, almost two months. So two to three months of solidifying. That's where that, that, you know, that second stage of those four phases of finally you lose your weight, then you got to put time into maintaining your weight. And then if you think about it again, then you did the fall program. So your body's had time to solidify the weight that you've lost in the spring. You know, you roll into the fall, you crush that. And it makes sense in the winter program. Your body's taking that again, two months in between groups to really work on solidifying that rolling you to the back end that 14 pounds and then you know now with where you're at probably so much change that like 75 pounds is no joke that that that's a lot that's i think that's that breaking point and that's you know where before i don't know if you're listening to the conversation that we've had with kim we were talking about people who've done the program lost 80 pounds and ended up in the hospital with heart issues because previously they were taking high blood pressure medication and their heart has adjusted to the size of their body that's at now like that's an enormous amount of change what's the difference like what's you know what what's the difference in how because you've lost weight before obviously right. you've been successful and so can you do you notice I a see. difference between now and then I do. I do. And I think that this time my mind's changed. Like before, you know, I would, I would lose it for an event or mm. a particular, you know, moment that I wanted. And yeah. then I, I just, I would put that scale away for whatever reason. It would just, you know, go away. And then it was like, I would act shocked when I gained it all back. Right. And it was like, yeah. wait a minute, I went back to doing exactly what I was doing before. So yeah. why did, of course I gained it all back. Right. And that was something for me that like now, you know, the scales there, I I get on it every day. I I, sometimes, yeah, sure. I get on it and I have huge fluctuations. That's something that I'm, I'm still dealing with that part of it where like, if I have an indulgence, it's, it's there the next day. Right. I deal with that. Right. And I'm, I'm dealing with that and, and, and adjusting to knowing that that's something that happens with me. But I don't need to be afraid of the scale. Like once I lose the, the weight, I don't need to put the scale away and go re- revert back to my old behavior, right? This time I've learned the things. I, I never used to drink water. I yeah. never used, you know what I mean? So things that are that you can do, you know, I, I, I walk around with a water bottle. I never did that. I never did any yeah. of that. Right? Yeah. I never, I was the queen of pop. I loved pop. Coke was like mm. my my thing, Right. And anyone who knows me knows that. And so for me, I, I learned certain things that I take with me, um, things that I do in my day-to-day life now. And I think that that's the difference. I Before I was starving myself, I was literally depriving myself of things that I wanted, right? Because I believed, oh, I had this concept of fruit was bad for you. Oh my God, the yeah. sugar and the fruit and all these these things that they tell you, right? Yeah. So a lot of that has to do with, um, I think this time around, I, I've committed to something and I told myself, you know, like, I'm so proud that I got to this point that I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to the thing. Yeah, because you can still, it's all about losing your weight in a way that you feel good, you're in tune, and you you do get to enjoy all the yummy bites of bits that life has to offer. Drink the things, eat the things, just in tune to your body. What's your favorite thing about the program? 
I think it's that, right? The fact that you can have all the things, right? You can have all the things. You just need to be mindful to not do it every single day, right? Yeah. It's it's this thing. It's this concept, right? It's like mind blowing to be like. You can't. You know. You want to have. You want to go to a barbecue and you want to have some chips. Sure, have the chips. Yeah. Do you need the chips the next day? Probably not, but if you yeah. really want to, okay, fine, right? But then when you're doing it every day, right? Like that, those are the things that I really, that, that, that is my favorite part of the program. I can go to a barbecue and I can eat yeah. the food, yeah. but I don't need the, to do it the next day or the day after or the day after, you know what I mean? I, it's that yeah. slippery slope that I think is very, um, you know, it's, it happens to people, yeah. right? It, it just happens. Um, but you don't need to get on it. Right. And that's what I always tell myself that that's like my favorite part is I can still do things. I feel good about the things. It's, it's not hard to drink water, right? Like it's yeah. versus the pop, right? You got to be little things that you, that you got to tweak about it. Right. But I, that that is probably my favorite part of the program. And then at the end of it all, I, I will say this, the feeling that, um, you have when you finish the program and, like I said, like before, like, yeah, you know, you do, you wish you could talk about it and explain it to people who aren't there, but, um, it's, it's a sense of accomplishment. It's a, it's a real sense of accomplishment and you did it for you, right? Like at the end of the day, you showed up for yourself. I was going to ask what, what is uh, two questions? Um, what did you find most challenging about the program? And then what's your why, if I can ask? So the most challenging part I found about the program was probably like catching up. You know, you have to really dedicate yourself to, to reading, right? And so at the beginning, it was hard to like to systematically follow all the things and read all the posts. And I I, ha- I had a hard time with that. Maybe some other people wouldn't have a hard time, but I had a hard time. Yeah, with that's, that. fair. Initial, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and that and then the other thing is, yeah, you you got to show up every day. That's like you know, some days you're like. You know, but you got to show up. You got to do something that day. Even if it's that day, you wake up, you check into the group, you put your, you plug in your, 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 your weight for the day and you move on. Right. But you have to do something every day. That's, that was something that I found challenging. And my why was definitely my kids, my kids. Yeah. I, I was at a point when after I had my son where I didn't feel good, I was uncomfortable. You know, I was the heaviest I'd ever been. I couldn't. I couldn't do simple things with my kids. And so for me, it was about, you know, snapping out of that. I have two little ones that need me. They need me to be healthy. They need me to, you know, you know, do things with them and all those things. So my why was definitely my kids. I love it. I love you. I love this conversation. Um, We have about a minute left. What what would your tips be for uh, this week? And then also in the, for the program in general. So some of my, well, okay. One of my main tips is surround yourself with support, whether you mm-hmm. find that in the group or whether you find that with your family or your friends, surround yourself with support because yeah. it will help you. It will really, really help you. And yeah, then yeah. Um, forgive yourself on the days that you just sort of throw your hands up in the air, just move on, just move on. <laughs> and then I think the last one is get to the end. Do yeah. the 91 days, get to the end. You'll, you'll be really proud, if nothing else, that you did it, that you stuck to it. Trust me. I love it. And what's the end for you? What's the end for you? 
So the end for me, um, I'm about five pounds from goal uh, oh, right now. Okay. Yes, I have signed up for your fall program. I'm going, okay. to, I'm going to do it again just to solidify um, what I've lost. And then uh, I'm also going to join your maintenance group. Because I think that that's like, I do listen to your chats on Spotify and I, I hear the way in Wednesdays and I, and I, I'm sorry, the way, yeah, the way in Wednesdays that you guys do yeah, over yeah. on that side. And I think I, I, I benefit from being a part of that group. So I'm going to sign up for maintenance. Talk about the value in that. I love stretching the time. My team is like, it's time to go, Gina. But talk about, I don't want to let you go because it's so <laughs> insightful. So many good tips. Talk about the value in that because, um, you know, we are having, we have this whole maintenance group. And I, th- I think it's like having a map. You're headed to Disneyland. It's that map. This is where you're going. This is the conversations that we're having there. Talk about that. You're, you're finding them beneficial. Like, what are you thinking? What's the vibe listening to them? Definitely because a lot of it is incorporated in how we feel like day to day, right? So yes, yeah. anybody who's lost something, you, you, you're you already like, you have that mentality. Like, can I keep it off? Am I going to keep it off? What's going to happen, right? And sometimes you have some negative people around that have that those comments, right? So what, so it was helpful to me because I thought listening to people who are there, right? Those people are there. They're in maintenance because they reached their goal. I'm getting there, right? I'm trying to get there. So listening to them, the questions that they have and the concerns that they have, it just helps me when I ultimately get there, know what to expect. So for me, that's why I started listening to them recently. And I think they're great. And I think that that, that if anybody has an opportunity to, to listen to them, I think that knowing the questions that people have in maintenance it just opens your mind to know where you're going and the questions that you're going to have maybe when you get there. Yeah. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I just, I love that we were able to do like a full circle journey, um, through all the gaps, through all the seasons. Uh, I I don't want to say a typical journey, but you know, if, if someone would have said to you, cause it's been a year now, um, before you started, like, yeah, you can lose 75 pounds, but it's going to take you a year. <laughs> when you oh like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> I, if someone would have told me, listen, it, this is this much I'll tell you. If someone would have said to me a year ago, Liz, in a year, you're going to be on Gina spill the tea talking about this. I would have been like, get out of here. No way. <laughs> But, you know, I, I will say give, and I said this in the, in my bio, I said, it takes what it takes. If it takes you three months, it takes you six months. It's your time, right? It's your timeline, right? Did I know it was going to take me a year? I did not. I also, it could have taken me two, but I didn't, I didn't know. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, love this conversation. Love you. Thank you Thank for you. not only taking your time, but it's not an easy thing to share such a, a really personal journey with people and, uh, so many good takeaways and tips on this. I, I, I can't possibly, um, Liz Machado. Thank you so much. And thanks Thank to everyone uh, watching. Definitely make sure you pop into the group and read the comments because people are giving you so much. Oh, love. Thank you. Thank you. I, and it means so much to me. I really, really does. Thank you. Bye everyone. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. 
every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com